Hi and welcome to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm your host Renee Bennett and this is a leadership podcast for ordinary girls compelled to lead an extraordinary life. Make sure you come and find me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. Hello guys, happy Wednesday, unless of course you are not listening to this on a Wednesday. In that case, happy whatever day it is to you. It's Renee here. Thanks for coming along. Um, I have got a, I've got Georgia back today. Hello everybody. How are we? So I've actually been wanting to have Georgia back for so long. I keep saying, do another podcast with me. And (laughs) here I am. I finally said yes. Yeah, because still to this day, the most downloaded one is the one that you and I did together. And I don't know. So interesting. I know because we actually talked about how being moody affects our influence and, mm. and I think uh, it was a pretty controversial topic to do straight off the bat yeah it definitely was um but anyway you helped you helped so so today we thought we would um just have a a fun little chit chat about dreams really mm-hmm. which we'll get into in just a moment but we um we we feel like we want to have a little bit of fun right we've had quite a few serious podcasts talking about boys and girls Ooh. and <laughs> the heavy topics the heavy topics so so let's start off let's do a bit yeah. of a life update a life mm-hmm. update with you and me uh, a very funny life update is that about five minutes ago <laughs> no don't say it georgia comes running into the bathroom oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I did that. I'm like, what have you done? I can't tell you. Ask Liam what I I'm did. I'm too ashamed. I'm like, yeah, she's going, I'm too ashamed. I'm like, what What did you do? Liam, what did she do? She put water off on her lips instead of, um, she thought it was a chapstick. It literally looks like a chapstick. It's like this white little stick. And I was like, oh, yeah, because Liam has a lip balm that looks the exact same. And I was like, my lips on are his so desk. sore. And so I put it on. I'm like, this feels weird like this is not right I'm like Liam why does this lip balm hurt so much and he's like that is not lip balm and (laughs) I was like no and it literally says on the instructions do not use on lips so So she was madly brushing it off scrubbing it off and disgusting but the thing is you guys never buy your own lip balm and so every time I buy a lip balm it disappears I lose the... them the amount of lip balms I've been through in my lifetime well that's I no always s- just surprise. <laughs> I think if I did not parent you if I was not your mum you oh, would have okay. the messiest room that ever. is not true guys yeah. I'm clean I promise yeah she is because I've taught her to be clean okay, okay uh another life update um we got okay, something what? interesting in the mail do we oh, want to say that? <laughs> yeah, we really did get something interesting in the mail. Shout out to my dad, um, the George's pa. What yeah. did he – he gets 10 out of 10 for creative gifts. Shall we call them yeah. creative? Now, it's no one's birthday in our household. Mm-mm. It was just a happy 2020, even though we're in July. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, June. June. And what was it? What did he send in the post? He gave each of us kids, me, Liam and Ashton – a pair of scissors each. I cannot believe they got through in the mail. Like yeah. three pairs of sharp scissors. <clears throat> so my my sister, George's auntie, who I absolutely, we all adore, she pre-warned me. She goes, I'm just warning you, I think that dad has <laughs> lost his mind and you've got a very weird gift coming for the kids in the but post. I appreciated it. That's Everyone needs to- a good pair of scissors. I rang my dad to say thank you because the kids were all at work. And I'm like, Dad, strangely enough, 
and the kids appreciated them. They all were like, this is actually a pretty good gift. Because we literally have one pair of scissors in our house right now. That's well, because well, I hide I mean, them before. <laughs> and now we have many pairs. Yeah, so there you go. We got a good That's gift. Okay, a what's your Netflix series right now, G? What are you watching? Okay, I'm actually on Stan at the moment, a bit controversial. Ooh, Stan. And I am watching Friends. At the moment, I've literally gone through four seasons within a couple weeks and I was shocked at myself. I constantly hear you walking around the house, no matter where you go, (laughs) your phone goes with you, like doing the dishes, she's watching Friends. Walking, it's just at random times, getting ready for work in the morning, she's watching Friends and then just laughing. She got her earpods in and then I just hear earpods. Earpods? Yeah, you said always call them earpods. Why are they not called earpods? That makes more sense. They no, go in your ear. Yeah, but air because, you know, they're Bluetooth. You don't need them attached to anything. Yeah, I know, but they still go in your ear. Like, why don't we call earbuds earbuds? Because <laughs> it's not the point. <laughs> it's not the point. Anyway, <laughs> oh, what are you watching? Oh, ooh. Do I want to throw up a controversy? Um, no, you I'm don't. watching... What's my favorite thing? I'm still doing Gilmore Girls. That's like getting to my... that very slowly. Well, no, I'm see at, at the end of season five. Okay, I watched that for for break a brain break and an emotional release. <laughs> it just makes me laugh. It makes me laugh. And the other one that I've been watching um, is a series that's actually been on Fox, and I'm trying mm. to remember what it's called. Oh, Mrs. America, all ab- all about. Um, how the the feminism bill was trying to be passed in America in the 70s. And it, it's really, but I love anything that's kind of set in the 50s, 60s mm. or 70s. It's really, really, so it's a bit of a historical one, a bit of history. I love it. It's yeah, really interesting. Good. Yeah. Anyway, so how about we start chatting about our, um, our topic for today, mm-hmm. which is um, I wanted to talk about being a dream girl. Not as in being a dream girl for a guy or anything like that. <laughs> being a girl nope. that, yeah, this whole thing about, you know, there's a lot of focus about, um, you know, having a dream, chasing your dreams. Mm. And so I just wanted to talk about that with you today because you've had an interesting journey with that, which we'll talk about. Yeah, soon. definitely. Yeah. So I invited you to chat because you have um, obviously pursued a, a dream or a talent or whatever you want to call it with with singing yeah and so we'll go through your journey of how that looked like because it's actually quite funny yeah we're talking about it today and I was like I forgot about this some of the things that you have done over the years I'm actually knowing your personality more and more still makes me laugh I'm shocked at myself I'm like I cannot believe I did this anyway you'll find out later what I did yeah yeah so we'll, we'll get back to that so so I guess um, and when Georgia and I were talking about this, I really loved it because Georgia was like, Mum, we've really got to focus on the God part, mm. that we're not just talking about a dream of something that, you know, oh, I just want to do this or I just want to do that. This is we're talking about the things that you feel God has put in your heart. Yeah, definitely. But we really wanted to unpack that. So I guess you'll hear us today talk about dreams or a God call. That's mm-hmm. kind of, you know. What we I, mean. Yeah. I saw another definition of a dream, which is, um, really what a dream is a, is a prophetic vision for your life mm, love and I that. loved that but how do we get that and that's where I wanted to start it off because you know let's unpack the whole idea of a dream for a minute so when I was younger I would hear that word and I would wonder well what did people mean by that what do they mean have a dream and what was my dream and I kind mm. of felt bad because I didn't have this big dream yeah. like I had friends who did 
and they had some really big things like they would say to me I'm going to go to India and run an orphanage or I remember one of my closest friends was like I'm going to marry a really rich guy and I'm going to open my own dance studio or I'm going to go preach to packed stadiums of thousands so for me I didn't have this really specific dream Mm. and so I felt bad sometimes because I I knew I felt a bigness on the inside of me and I knew that I I loved God so much I wanted to do something really amazing for him but I didn't feel like I had any particular you know talents or or desires when I was younger and so when people would say go for it run after your dreams I'd be a bit like I don't know what is it what is it yeah yeah what what about you see I actually found the opposite So for me, when I was about 13 years old, I actually felt God clearly kind of give me that God dream. I was at Hillsong Conference and I was in the middle of worship and I was just worshiping God and I looked out and um, it was actually Taya Smith was leading a song. Shout out to Taya. By the way, I have not heard this story before. Oh, and well, here you go. I'm telling you now. And um, I felt God clearly say to me that you're going to do that one day. You're going to lead thousands in worship. And this was, I was 13 and I like laughed. I'm like, is that me thinking this thought right now? Or is that actually like God telling me? I was like, I guess I'll never really know until it happens. And now I kind of look back all these years later, I'm like, no, that actually was God clearly giving me that dream and that desire in my heart for worship. Wow. I didn't know that. I don't really tell many people that. Well, I'm your mother. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) And that makes makes some of the journey even more interesting of what you've done and different reactions I've had to you over the years. So, so I guess I guess in that case, it's good to hear my perspective and your perspective mm. because there might be some people listening who feel like you and God's really put a specific yeah. vision or dream in their heart. And then there are people like me who are like, I don't really know exactly what that looked mm. like. So I guess it's easier, for, I guess, for you in that respect because you, you, you knew, you felt like you knew. But at the same time, I was like, is that just me right. thinking it? Because I love worship and that's yeah. something I want to do or is that yeah. God? Yeah. And and the beauty of that then is it's so important to keep sticking if we feel like God has spoken to us to keep doing and moving towards that yeah, over a long period of time. Because if you decided in six months, oh, maybe that wasn't God and you just give up and you do nothing towards walking, working mm. towards that dream, then you never would have known. So yeah. true. Yes. So because if we look at, okay, let's look at your journey. Yeah. Okay. Let's. Um, so... <laughs> Your journey of singing that, oh, look, to be honest, oh my gosh, this is actually really funny. When you were really little, you were very quiet, very <laughs> sweet. But at any time I'd put music on in the car, you would, I would look back in the rear vision mirror and you had these cute little two little blonde ponytails on the top of your head. <laughs> And you would sit there and you would never say anything, but so I would watch you because you were always quiet and you would mm. bop away to the music. And if ever Kylie Minogue's song came on that was really popular at the mm-hmm. time, you sing it, you know, ooh, la, 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 I just can't get you out of my head. So Georgia would dance along and at the word head, she thought it was the word eight. I have no <laughs> idea why. Don't so it'd be why. like, you know, Kylie Minogue singing, I just can't get you out of my And then in the back seat, I'd hear, eight <laughs> and, then, and I think it's the sweetest and then another time about a year or so later mm-hmm. I set up a camera in 
I set up my video camera in your room because I was really fascinated with what did you do when I put you to bed? Because you were so quiet. I, just, I don't know why I did it. I think I still got the yeah, footage. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. And no, I okay. set it up on night mode and I had a look at it a bit later and you were actually singing to yourself and clapping yourself to yourself. And wow. I had no idea that you did that except that I set the camera up because if ever I looked at you in the daytime if ever I looked at you or you were dancing and I looked at you or I would you were not sing- I'd stop, stop immediately immediately <laughs> I'm so embarrassed you're so embarrassed okay so so the first I knew is that when you started off by you um you applied for the Australian girls choir at school do yes. you remember that uh-huh I remember that yeah I did that for what like a year and a bit yeah, and I then reckon. it got too intense. Well, firstly, you got in. You oh, got yeah. in. We auditioned, auditioned at school, and then they were like, hand out a letter to the girls that they liked. And I was like, so impressed with myself. I like, got into the choir. Yeah. Got a- the uniform. It's like this ugly, yeah. like bright purple uniform. And I'd go, what, twice a week? Twice. Well, I hated it. Oh, this drives. Yeah. But then and I stopped. To be honest, I was surprised that you got in because I didn't really think you could really sing. Yeah, mum right. did not think that I could sing And all. so I was like, oh, so I'm putting all this time into this Australian girls choir and we're driving. It was really expensive as well. Mm. And then and then you auditioned for Voice the Voice Kids. Yeah, Guys. And you got through the first round. I got through one round. <laughs> Which I was surprised. No, at. two rounds because it was like two? the video the audition. Video. Then I went. Yeah. And it was, oh, I know that was one. Yeah. No, well, you got through that and then you went and it was brutal. They lined you up in a row and you had to sing together and then mm. a person would walk between the rows and, and that, then you'd get put into one room or the other. Was it the reject room or was it the oh, I made it, it room? It was brutal. How, okay, guys, this was like years ago. This wasn't recently. How old would I have been? Well, you did it with your best friend, Paige. So you must have been like year five. Year five. And she got through the, to the next round. I was didn't. so cut. Georgia got sent to the reject room. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> so I'm walking her back thinking, oh, sweetie, there's always next year. But in my mind, thinking, Never please don't again. do that again. Okay, so from there, you sent a video into Nickelodeon, which was when that cup thing was really popular. Yeah, the cup song. We have still got that video. I reckon we should resurrect it for Girl Next Door. Anyway, um, then the next thing I knew, you were doing uh, a singing showcase at school. Mm -hmm. and This was in high school? This was in high school. I think you were year eight. Mm Mm-hmm. And you would join the singing for your because on Wednesdays you guys were allowed to choose something. Yeah, it was that like you, an excellence like program. Mm. Like oh, I don't know the name for it. Yeah, but yeah, day of excellence, and it was singing. No one would know what that is though. Okay, you would know because <laughs> her school's a bit um, different. Um, and so we were invited to this showcase, right? Now, okay, we're going to get honest here. And I and- never knew this until today, and I'm sorry, but I'm so offended at what <laughs> Mum is about to tell you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay, so we're driving. Dad, Dad and I are driving there, and and. Um, um, your youth leaders were coming as well. Mm-hmm. And dad and I were thinking, this is going to be embarrassing. She is going to sing in this showcase in front of the principal and everyone, and she can't really sing. Oh, my gosh. And we were kind of giggling to ourselves because we consider ourselves pretty cool parents that don't like to be embarrassed by our kids. It's like All the right. other way around. It's not we we can't embarrass them. We're like, guys, don't embarrass us. And <laughs> She's then, kidding, by the way. <laughs> well, not really. <laughs> Then the youth leaders were sitting there and I was like, oh, guys, thanks so much for coming. And I kind of was trying to apologize in advance for if Georgia was like going to sound really bad. See, that is so offensive. (laughs) She had no faith in my abilities and she had heard me sing at home. I'm like, how can you not have possibly heard me singing around the house? 
Yeah, but I think even now when you sing around the house, it still sounds different to when you actually properly, yeah, okay, properly it's not sing. Like I'm properly singing. Yeah, because the boys sing. Oh, no, mind you, when Liam sings around <laughs> You can the tell house. he has no musical ability. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> He's not yeah. blessed. So anyway, anyway, Georgia starts singing and she, you sang Big Girls Don't Cry by Fergie. Yes. And oh I was gosh. like, Dad and I looked at each other and went, she can sing. And then the principal came up to us after and he goes, are you the parents of that blonde girl with the singing voice? He was funny, Tom. I loved him to bits. And he, and we're like, yeah. And he goes, I'm writing her into the school musical next year. <laughs> and I was like roped into every school musical yeah. after that. So but you I loved knew, it. You knew, and anyway, from there, of course, we know that mm. you um, – then you started uh, singing at Hillsong Youth when you went there. Yeah. And then the next minute they're putting you up to lead and then they put you on leading parts of a song on Friday Night Church. And like which Sunday morning, Thousands of people. And yeah. then Dad and I were like, oh, okay. Because we felt like we didn't want to be the parents to go, well, my kid can sing. And push her on and the push platform, you. that type of thing. Yeah, especially in you fact, five. I remember at a young age, I this was like ages ago, I was having a conversation with Mum and I was like, Mum, I feel like I really like, I could be a worship leader one day. Like, I want to be a worship leader. And I was like, oh, sweetie, what did you say? Oh, I said, um, because I didn't think she could really sing, I said to her, oh, lots of people want to do that. So um, maybe think of something. I don't know. I was just <laughs> yeah, trying to anyway, divert she, you. Maybe kind of. Just, oh, I don't really think you're going to do that. Why, why don't we just think about something If else? it happens, it happens. If it happens, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. But, but – I was trying to set you up for not being disappointed because honestly, so many people do want to sing or they want to be on the stage. And and mm. maybe as a pastor, I've seen that. Yeah. And no. I didn't want you to be that kid. And I didn't want to be that parent that I've seen put their kid up on the stage. And yeah. the parents are all like, this is wonderful. And everyone else is like, that, dear Lord. That person cannot, they cannot sing. sing. And I didn't want to be that person. So I felt it was important then or that really, I guess, God showed me through the school principal because then mm. you sang at every school graduation yeah. after that. And then through the um, through your youth leaders, through the leaders at our church at the time. Mm-hmm, the creative pastors. Yeah, that they were the ones calling that gift out in you, yeah. not me. Yeah, But how so did it true. feel, though, to have a mum that didn't really believe in your dream? Which I'm so, sweetie, I'm really sorry. I To be honest, I never really, I was like, okay, mum, you'll just see. You'll see what happens. I didn't really get discouraged by it. I'm like, if that's what God has on my life for me, then that will kind of come through at the end yeah. of the day. And I think that's really an, an important key right there that you you just thought, well, if that's what God's put in my heart, mm. then I'm just going to hide that away in my heart and time will tell. Yeah. And I would n- I'm would, i not the type of person to ever push myself into Never. an opportunity. In fact, I was almost the opposite. Like when yeah. I was given kind of opportunities throughout, I'm like, really? Are you sure you want to kind of give that to me? And I was almost like, nah, nah, get someone else to do it. But God mm. was always like, no. Keep pushing through. And like, if I give you an opportunity, say yes. Yeah. And I, you know what? I think that's so, that is such a beautiful thing about you. And I think that's Mm. what's come, that's what comes through when you sing. You're not, you're not the ambitious person. So if you are, you know, if you're a girl here listening and you're more like, like Georgia, like you'd be the last person to push yourself forward. When I watch George's life, I see a classic case of if God's put something in your heart, he will bring it to pass. Yeah, that's so true. Right? Like Mm. you had a parent, your own mother (laughs) and dad 
who are pastors going, no, 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 there you go, no, you can't sing. And yet Mm. all these circumstances, one after the other. And even when it came to Youth Alive, we didn't want to put you on the stage because you were our daughter. We actually are the opposite and i said no i remember when Mm. you guys because that was when i was leading at hillsong you're like oh if you're leading there and singing there why don't put you on the youth alive team and i was like no i am not doing that i will not do it and then literally that year i was like but we then went to Lockie. (laughs) oh yeah yeah, okay you weren't pushing it no and so we i went to Lockie and zeke shout out Lockie. i think this is the second time we've shouted out Lockie. mentions everywhere (laughs) we went to Lockie and zeke and we go guys like you deal with her you Mm. if you want to if you want to not put her on if you just if she want you want to be via like whatever you want to do Um, then she's yours and we didn't interfere and Lockie and Zeke have been really good with you I was too. literally the shyest person you asked yeah. them and during the rehearsals I did not even say a word well I, I think yeah I did sometimes but I was just very shy yeah and you struggle with that part of it really like if someone mm. says okay Georgia like Zeke will go Georgia you pray you're like <gasps> <laughs> not now <laughs> not now but like at first yeah yeah so it's good to then have other people around you to help call that out of you yeah and develop remember- a gift was it your 18th, 16th birthday? We got you a guitar? 18th? It was 17th. 17th. Lockie mm. came with us and we wanted to invest in, in your gift. And we, we felt like, okay, if you're going to sing, you need more than just singing. Yeah, you have always said that to me. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about that. So mm. pulling our dreams out and, and yeah. how do we see them come to pass is we need to invest. Yeah, 100%. So we got you a guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how, how have we taught you to invest? Um, I think a big thing for me, um, and you guys really taught me that, is always be faithful with what God's given you and what's in your hand at the moment. Yeah. And so for me, it was like, okay, I feel like God's really given me this ability of like singing and worship. And so um, investing in that practically, like guitar lessons, singing lessons, yeah, you guys buying me a guitar and really just like working on the gift that way. Yeah, yeah. And you struggled with that sometimes because you didn't want to. Remember I said to you, well, mm. you can't you can't have this dream and then not improve yourself. Yeah. So do what you can. So if girls here are listening and they might have a dream in a completely different area, what, what would you say to them then? Yeah, like I said, being faithful in the small and what God's given you. Mm. And that way, um, yeah. Yeah, so we've... We've said to you, so for example, that's why we bought you a guitar and we got Lockie mm-hmm. to come with us and choose because I've got no clue of what would have been a good guitar and he came and then we got um, Lockie and Zeke to come along on the day and actually give you the guitar and mm-hmm. prayed over you. Yeah. You remember that? And yeah, we did that because again, we were like, okay, this is obviously a God dream. This mm-hmm. is obviously something God's put in your heart. And so we wanted to invest in, and they came and they prayed with you. And so we really surrendered that to God. Yes. So what do you think then? And I'm probably throwing you on the spot here, which you absolutely hate me doing. (laughs) But, you know, how do you know the difference then between a God dream? You know, like you might feel God's put something on your heart like you did when you were 13. How do you know if or not if that is a God dream? Yeah, well, I think... um... For example, I actually auditioned after high school. I really felt to audition for the conservatorium. And so we all I prayed about that. I auditioned and I didn't actually get through. And so for me, I think it's putting yourself out there 
And like we kind of talked about, if it's really a God dream and it's meant for your life, God will kind of open those doors. Yes, you can knock, but sometimes he may open a door and sometimes he may close it. So I think it's really kind of going, okay, God, what have you given me? Mm. What is the calling or the dream that you've put on my life? And putting yourself out there and sometimes a door may open or it may be closed and then you just keep walking and try a next door, try the next door. Yeah, that's perfect. And I think that's probably where I landed with me because mm-hmm. I, so if you're someone that doesn't know like Georgia did, but you're more like me. Who that does know? Why, yeah, doesn't sorry. Know. I, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if you don't know what you want to do, mm-hmm. um, even what Georgia just said is really good advice. It's you just got to try little things yeah. and knock on doors. And this is the other thing. If you don't know, just say to yourself, what is it that I really love doing? What brings me great joy? Mm. What could I see myself doing? If I could choose to do anything with my life, what could I do? And that's what I did. And so for yeah. me, I remember when I was younger, um, a big part of mine was was writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I used to write books even when I was like nine and 10. I remember writing a novel when I was 10. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I know. That's and impressive. I sent it to a lady, a friend of mine to edit. Could you please edit it for me? And I sent it to publishers too. You were 10? Yeah, I was about 10 wow. and, I, and I sent it to publishers and I remember getting, I remember a few wrote back to me, obviously rejecting it, but they did it in the most beautiful Aww. way. And I kept those notes and I nearly cried when a publishing company would write back to me because I'm like, they Aww. wrote back to me. But I didn't know, like I wouldn't have said I want to, I mean, I, in my heart of hearts, if I was honest, I'd say, yeah, I wanted to be a writer probably. Mm. But I think it's important to try little things. And I think too, and you and I were talking about this before, G, dreams can change with the seasons. Some dreams are for yeah. a lifetime. Some dreams are seasonal. Mm. And you can have more than one dream. Yeah, that's very true. So I guess for you, the singing one would probably be a lifetime one. Yeah, definitely. But then even... Like I'm studying psychology at the Mm. moment and yes, God's also given me a heart for like young people and for especially in foster care and all that type of stuff. And so I also have dreams with my degree that I'm doing right now as Mm. well. So yeah, it's not just like there's one specific dream that God can have in your life. I mean, for some people that may be the case, but he can also give you lots of little dreams along the way. Yeah, I love that. And sometimes a dream might be for a little patch of time Mm. and then other times it could be, you know, because you don't know how long you might do psychology for. You might do it for 10 years. It might be something you use the rest of your life. So Mm. teaching for me, I would say teaching is more of a ministry than a dream, but it's definitely a call. If if you're going to mix up the word dreams and calls, then I'll say maybe teaching is a dream. Yeah. Um, because when I was little, I used to put my teddy bears and my dolls around me and read books to them. So I could, even though I couldn't articulate it, I actually look back at my personality and go, I could see myself wanting to do certain things. Yeah. And teaching's been something that's come and gone in my life. I haven't done it, mm-hmm. you know, with every single season. You might have a dream around, you know, wanting a family. Um, yeah. That was another dream for me because my parents... Because uh, I'd grown up in a single parent home, I had a dream to have a family of my own that stayed together. Yeah. That was a dream of, of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so have you got – well, you've just said that. You've got you've got other, other dreams. Are there yeah. certain factors that might maybe stop you from going towards your dream? Yeah, so one thing that I feel like I've really struggled with is – age like for example when I started worship leading or um 
leading at such a young age, I really, really struggled with feeling almost like I wasn't good enough to be in that kind of like, what's the word for it? Yeah, to be given that responsibility. Yeah, the responsibility of that. And so one thing that I've really had to work through is kind of God has put me here for such a time as this and I can't let my age or kind of me feeling inferior in that specific area to kind of stop me from actually walking out the call that God has given me. Yes, 100%. So how did you do that? Because you know there's a great scripture Um, one Don't Timothy, let anyone look down on you because you're young. Yeah. Yeah. 4.12. 1 Timothy 4.12. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. And if you look mm-hmm. at the Bible, how many people in the Bible were really young when God called them? Like yes. Mary. Mary, mm-hmm. they say, was between the age of 12 and 14. Joseph was given a God dream at yep. 17. Yep. He was. Now, that's interesting because Joseph was a bit, he pro, he got given a God dream but he went about it a little bit arrogantly. Yes. He went to his brothers. Oh, yeah. Look at me. Look at me, look at me. Yeah. <laughs> and God dealt with that attitude of his mm. heart. And um, and I think God wants us to walk out our dreams humbly. 100%. And he will deal with our heart if we do have arrogance or pride. Yeah. So how did you get past that um, when you felt like you weren't good enough or, you know, your age was a factor? How did you deal with that? I think surrounding myself around the people that believed in me and spoke into me. Mm. And if I was kind of feeling like that, like I would go to Lockie or Z-Corp, um, a number of people around me and be like, Lockie, I don't really know how I feel about this. I'm really nervous. Or And they would kind of just speak life into me and be like, Georgia, you're on this team for a reason and God has put you here and kind of just yeah like surrounded myself with people who bring me up and learn learn Mm. from the people around you and always be asking questions what can I do better how can I improve how can I help so constantly learning and surrounding yourself with good people oh you're so full of wisdom little Gigi because you've (laughs) you've actually made me think one of one of the core values that we have is we were raised in a church where people didn't see us with their natural eyes but our leaders mm. saw us with their with with the supernatural eyes of what has God called us to do yeah and that's the kind of youth ministry I wanted you to be in and I was, I'm so grateful for the youth leaders that you've had mm. and people like Lockie and Zeke who and yeah could and not just see. them there's so oh, many so other many people others. that's just for one fact like one example yeah yeah but so many people and they could this this is the thing we need and if you're you're you might be a mum listening to this you might be a youth leader listening to this we need to see our kids and the young people around us through God's eyes with yeah. what is it that God has put them on the planet to do and what can I do to help them and how can I yeah. help call that out of them? 100%. So one of the ways I guess that the boys have done that in Youth Alive with you um, is that they've pushed you. So they will be like, Georgia, you're leading this song. Yeah. And and I mean, you lead in front of Youth Alive, in front of thousands of people. and. Yeah. You, that was really you don't look nervous by the way when you're doing it oh my gosh <laughs> may not be the case <laughs> no I still sometimes get nervous doing it but I feel like God can really use you when you're uncomfortable and sometimes mm. that's the best place to be is to put yourself in uncomfortable positions because then God can really use you I think that's what I've learned throughout yeah. the years you know my many 19 years of life <laughs> you're nearly 20 oh wow okay yes 
Yeah, yeah. What was that point again? Sorry, I just tuned out for a second because I was looking at I said something. God can use you <laughs> when you're uncomfortable. Sometimes that's yes. the best position to be in. Yeah, I agree. And that's really, um, and that's what you've done is you've allowed yourself to be uncomfortable. Mm. And I remember when I was about your age and I remember I was, you know, my pastors were calling great things out of my life. But mm-hmm. in my brain, I was just the girl from the single parent home from this kind of working suburb. Yeah. And um, and I remember, you know, they were saying things to me like, Renee, you're called to preach. And mm-hmm. I remember just thinking, are you kidding me? Like, I don't, I do <laughs> not, I'm very introverted and yeah. shy. You put me in a wedding or something like that, I will sit on the same table and not move and talk to the same yeah. person while dad's floating around talking to everyone. I don't like the spotlight. But I remember saying to God, God, every single opportunity you give me, even though I want to say no, I promise you I will say yes. Yeah, I love that. So to me, that was saying yes to God. Yeah. Anything else you want to finish off with, G? Um, well, didn't we want to talk about... Um... Oh, putting legs on your dream? Yes. Like, yeah, okay, let's finish off with that. So how, if you've got this dream in your heart, you've got something that you want to do, I always, the way I see it is a dream will only ever stay a dream unless you put legs on it. Mm. It'll always just stay on your in your head. So true. Unless you put legs on it to, so it can run somewhere. So mm. what are some things that maybe you have done to be able to do that? So we've talked about investing in it. Yes. Um, we've talked about... Um, having you know goals and putting good people around us Mm -hmm. so I reckon we'll end on this one I think one of the other most important things to do is to take little steps towards it which I see you do all the time like five percent of what you do maybe not even five percent is being on a stage yeah 100 percent. so you're doing a lot of little things behind the scenes behind the scenes that nobody would see so tell us about Mm. some of those all to do with your music yeah so one of them is writing songs like we mm. talked about investing in your gift so practicing finding like learning new songs that type you've of thing. taken years to write a song that i've been telling you yeah okay years. that's Get that could be in. another topic is <laughs> when i said about feeling like inferior and type of thing like yeah. that's almost has been one of my biggest fears is writing songs but anyway we will just leave it at that <laughs> um i run the youth creative band at church so organizing things um leading a team like our creative squad um and then constantly learning from others around me yeah yeah so you're doing a lot um not just to invest in yourself Mm. but to invest in others something bigger than yourself and invest Mm -hmm. in others so even during this um covid season and perhaps people are listening to this and we're way outside of covid season but even in this season you've been running zooms um, creative zooms yeah and giving little projects and things for the creative team to do mm-hmm. songs and I don't even know what else you've been doing you've been leading a lot of worship in different zooms yeah <laughs> um often I'll be upstairs doing something I'm like where's Georgia where is she and then I can hear oh she's in the downstairs lounge with her guitar just mm. playing yeah I don't even know what you're doing half the time just jamming out (laughs) jamming out by yourself (laughs) so there you go so we want to encourage everyone today Mm. to yeah have a think about this and to be encouraged to take little steps and even if no one else knows what your dream is or sees it or encourages you go for it anyway because 
Georgia mm. had a mum that told her she couldn't sing. <laughs> I think that's going to go down in history. Yes, it oh. will. Okay, so let's finish with a life wrap. What are your plans this week, G? You're on holidays, aren't you, from uni? I Well, technically I have no more content, but I still have two exams. Oh. So I will be studying and working. Oh, oh. and I'm also recording some church stuff as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've got to record some more online mm. stuff. And you're going to get together with Lockie and work on your song. Whoa, don't expose. <laughs> no, that's a secret. Now oh, everyone knows. <laughs> now I am. Um, I've asked Georgia many times if she can just serenade us and play the guitar and sing. It's and she not going to re- happen. Yeah, she's that's like, just so awkward. No. But there is something really soothing. I remember when you would first start playing your guitar and singing and you would were brave, brave enough to sing a song for to dad and I dad would always cry do you remember <laughs> but it was soothing like Georgia's mm. got there's something about her when she sings and plays it's like when David would play for Saul in Aww. the old testament wow, it soothed such a compliment. His, thank you yeah did you know that David's playing soothed yeah I did souls Saul's soul try saying that Saul's soul okay <laughs> you're like that's really difficult it's not <laughs> okay everyone say it with us Saul's soul Soul, soul. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a tongue All right. And I just well, want to say thank you for having me on the podcast, Mum, as well. Oh, I've taught you to have such good manners. That's Myself, right. I'm not kidding. It's actually a pleasure. I want you to come on more. It's hard to even get you to do the five minutes with Renee and G. I'm like, come and do another one. I haven't got time. <laughs> but everyone loves hearing from you because we love you. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me and have the best week, everyone. Yeah, have a great week. We'll see you next week. See ya. Hey. Make sure you come and find me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. <laughs>